Welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is the show for the soul who is excited to welcome in more freedom, abundance, and quantum healing in their life. Hi, I'm Vaughn. My magic is in treating all aspects of this human existence, mind, body, and spirit, because it is all connected. In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. I am so excited because I have Nick Conadera in front of me right now. And I don't get to work with men very often. And to be able to be with you, um, having worked with you over just the past several months, actually, um, and just the way that our souls are so connected. I'm just so honored and excited to have you here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I am super excited to be here as well. In your beautiful space, right in front of you, in physical reality, <laughs> it's super exciting. It's my favorite. I know. The in-person, just being able to look at you and just be like, oh, I'm just going to squeeze your face. So... This podcast is all about cosmic healing, which is, I really want people to be able to understand what is possible for themselves along their healing journey, because we just don't know what we don't know. And um, you have been on quite a self-discovery journey, I guess that's a good way to put it right, and, um, and so I'm just thrilled for everyone to get to know you because you're you're actually a total badass. I mean, you you <laughs> you do a lot of incredible things. So I'm excited for and you're a storyteller. So I'm excited for you just to be able to share your story with us and your journey of how we got to be in front of each other right here right now. It's an honor to share my story with with you and everybody who's listening. So, where do you want to start? Uh well, we talked a little bit about um, how I got to meet you, mm -hmm. uh, which is a story about how I came to Georgia. So uh, let, me, let me back up and start at the beginning of my ascension journey. I would say it really started, I've always had uh, strange experiences that I couldn't explain and I think I've just been very connected um, very strong intuition, very connected to, to spirit, and it's always been communicating to me in like really interesting ways. Um, I'd say I really began to understand that there is more. Um, probably the biggest catapult experience was when I went to Peru. My, my dad actually took me to drink ayahuasca with an indigenous shaman in the middle of the Amazon jungle. Uh, for my 30th birthday. Oh, wow. And it was like kind of a, it was a really cool rite, rite of passage kind of experience for, you know, a, a man going with his father to do this. He had already done 10 ceremonies before, uh, before he took me. Um, and he's, he's a, so he's an interesting guy. He's been a Buddhist his whole life, Japanese Buddhist. And, uh, but he's also a lifetime NRA member and loves Trump. So he's like a really interesting human being in general. And uh, he's a great example of embodying both the yin and yang in one. Um, 
but yeah, he was, you know, he offered to take me for my 30th birthday. Um, and it was a great father-son uh, bonding experience. But that was the first real experience. A lot of things happened. But that, that was the first experience that I was really like, like actually had conversations with what you might call God or spirit or source where it actually spoke to me yeah. in, in English, in, in a language that I could actually understand and comprehend. Um, and that was a big turning point in my life, realizing like, wow, there actually is. I always knew there was more, but um, that was like the first um, piece of evidence where I had, you know, direct firsthand experience. Uh, and then um, I was living in a van for a few years, which I didn't realize at the time was actually a really um, important spiritual experience for me because it was deprogramming me from everything that society teaches us yeah. in in america especially growing up in like the early 2000s with things like 9-11 and the economy crashing um it was really important for me to to unlearn the things that i had been programmed to learn things just like you you know you have to live in house you have to pay rent or mortgage you have to um, have a job you know, a nine to five yeah. that kind of stuff so that was a that was also a really um, important experience. Um, I am by trade and by passion, I am a filmmaker. So when you said storytelling, that is the main means through which I tell stories, but I also have written a book about my experiences living in a van. Um, but my strength is telling stories with images and emotions and audio. Um, and I've been making films since I was a a little kid and that was actually probably one of the first spiritual experiences the first week I started making films I just this voice like basically spoke to me and I knew like oh this is what I'm gonna be doing for the rest of my life whether I make money at it or not like this is my this is my means through which I will be communicating with the world um, but uh, at the beginning of 2021 I was actually hired to write and direct a feature a, a docudrama it's a biopic about a Chinese Qigong master who lives in Georgia. He's a real person. Um, and it's a biopic about his life growing up in 1960s Maoist China, basically a poor, um, almost orphaned child who discovers he can heal people with his hands. And uh, it's about him coming to the West and trying to heal the West. Um, and uh, it's a fascinating story. It's based mm -hmm. on his autobiography. And yeah, out of the blue, I was contacted by a client and saying like, hey, you want to write and direct this feature film? I was like, yeah, that was my third feature. And um, it was a really exciting experience because it was the first time where I was combining my passion for spiritual and conscious subjects with my filmmaking um, in a really powerful way. And because of that project, when I read his autobiography, I had um, interesting experience I had a dream a really intense realistic dream where I was walking down um, I was walking through this metropolis area like kind of like a downtown city center um, with a topless Indian woman and I don't know why she was topless or what the significance of that was but that's just the way it was and um, she all of a sudden became very ill and she's like had to sort of like she doubled over and holding her her lower abdomen like she got really sick and she had to sit down and something told me I don't know what it was but something told me to take the tip of my middle finger on my right hand and touch it to the small of her back and when I did that she sort of like 
arched her back and gasped and she started changing colors. And then a voice, deep voice spoke to me and it said, Nick, you have a unique gift and it's time you start using it. And then I jumped awake and I was like, it was very jarring. I jumped out of this dream and I had a few experiences after that. Um, and I also spoke to this Qigong master about, about it. And basically that's when you have a dream like that, that's a calling to, um, activate your, your shamanic gifts. And, um, that was a, like a bizarre experience for me because I, I already was a filmmaker. I already had a passion and a purpose in my life and like being told like, Oh, you're a healer, by the way, it was like, it was really hard for me to first of all, accept and then, you know, figure out how to like incorporate this into my life. Cause I felt like it was being pushed on me. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't really want to have the responsibility of healing people. It wasn't something that I was comfortable with. Um, so it, it took me a while to finally like accept that. But that film was what brought me to Georgia. We were actually going to shoot it in LA, but we found out we can, you know, go twice as far and spend half the money in Georgia because it's just a better place to, to film movies. Yeah. And um, that's what brought me to Georgia. And then um, when I was in Georgia, I met this girl who is a very important part of my experience now as well. And she introduced me to, uh, who is now my best friend, Alex Blue, a sound healer. Um, and he was the one who introduced me to Alfreda Wellness Collective. And we often go to a lot of healing events together. And, um, and then one day, Von Piero had a, a breathwork session at Alpharetta Wellness Collective. And I was like, getting in I've always done my own breath work and I've been into Wim Hof for like years um, but I was just getting into breath work as a healing modality and that was the first group breath like the first group breath work healing experience that I had ever been to and it was a phenomenal very powerful experience and that's when I met you yeah that is Amazing, <laughs> and you're you're 34 now, right? Yeah, yeah. When you, when's your birthday? When did you turn 34? 711. All right, 711. That's right. I knew that because we're both cancers. Yeah, I'm 78. Um, wow. The the fact that your dad took you on that journey at 30 is incredible. What a gift. What an amazing opportunity. And then here you are, just. Four years later, I mean, the growth and the expansion that you've already experienced is incredible and is just a, a witness, you know, such a testimony as to divine orchestration and just everything, you know, and that's what I'm so passionate about is like when you can just allow what needs to happen to happen it's like it all makes sense. It's all just pieces of the puzzle and we're just putting the puzzle together. That's all we're doing. Um, so in that class, so I, I love um, working with people for the first time that, you know, that haven't experienced like me, number one, or like a group class because they're just like, wait, what the, is, what just happened? Because at this point, the way, if you show up for a class, like shit is going down. I mean, I don't play. I do not play anymore. And I love 
being at this place in, in my own personal journey where I know my I know what I bring. I know my power and I bring it. I'm not scared of it. And and I'm just like, all right, let's go. And so when I have willing participants <laughs> that are just excited to play as I am, that's when the freaking magic happens. And it just changes everything in that whole space. So you I, I remember you were really, because with breathwork specifically, the way that it moves through your body and the way that it stirs up all this stuff that you don't even know is there half the time, um, that's, that's where the work is. You know, I mean, the breath work is work, but the real work is processing through it because it's such a, a journey. It's such an experience of like, what is happening? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? Let me feel it. Let me surrender into this feeling. And, and so I remember you, um, your body feeling like, like your body was going through a lot. I mean, you were shaking, you were coughing, you were hacking, you were doing all the things. And I, I love it. Like when I see that, I'm like, hell yes. Like keep that going, get that shit out. Let's move through it. And I remember at one point I came over and, um, I think I lifted you up. I, yeah, I did. I remember I, I sat you up so that we could like really push through more of that congestion that needed to move through you. So tell me more about what you were experiencing in your, in your physical body at that time. Yeah, it was a, it was a really great experience. Um, I do have to say that, um, I've done breath work before, um, but never before or since have I experienced breath work, um, from a practitioner with the results that I experienced with with you Vaughn either in a group setting or one-on-one -on -one. there's definitely a lot more going on than just the breath work when when someone is in your physical presence um, and that that time I was really surprised because I normally I normally have a pretty good understanding of what's exactly is happening and why and sometimes I even it's very clear to me what the energy is or what it is that I'm feeling or what it came from um, but this this time I actually didn't know what was happening um, but what, what I was experiencing was uh, this uh, it starting like obviously when you're doing breath work you're purging a lot of stuff that your body just doesn't need anymore um, that is trying to cleanse from either the nervous system or any part of the the tissues and something started in like it was in my liver and my my uh, I think it was my liver and you actually came and I, I just started moving on my own. One of the things I was experiencing was tetany, which I didn't know was a thing where I couldn't feel my hands. Yeah. I couldn't move my hands. Yeah. Um, and that just happens when the, there's too much oxygen in your blood. I don't think there's too much. I don't think you can have too much oxygen though, because oxygen is so incredibly healing. Um, and that was the first thing I was experiencing. Like, what is going on with my hands? Like, I just felt this huge energy just shooting out of my hands but i couldn't move my hands and they're stuck like yeah like, like lobster claws, claws. Yeah, yeah that's they what it looked like claws and then you came over and like gave me balls to hold on to oh, yeah. in my hands which was like super helpful yeah. and i really appreciated that and then something was happening in my liver and i could just feel it um and you actually came over and you saw or sensed that something was happening um and you said something like oh you got like some past 
life stuff going on here? And I was like, whoa, that's cool that she could like see what's going on because I don't even know what's going on. And then I think I just started coughing and, you know, something was starting to, to come up. So you you pushed me up because um, I was laying down. You, you pushed me up into a sitting position and started tapping on my back so that the energy would move from my liver up to like the back of my heart area. And then you actually made a sound. I'm pretty sure you started making a sound like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I, and I realized you were, you were trying to, to, to guide me, to, to, for me to mimic you. So then I started making that sound. And then it moved from like my heart chest area up to my esophagus, like my throat chakra. And that's when stuff started coming out. I started like, sort of like coughing. And um, then you started like really hitting my back really, really hard. And then all of a sudden I just spit up this, like all of this snot and mucus. And, you know, this is basically toxins that were holding energy in my body that it didn't need anymore that I literally just spit up. I basically just vomited up this big chunk of mucus into my so cool. into my blanket. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I just I was exhausted, but I just felt like so much better. Just yeah. felt so much lighter. And it's just fascinating how the body holds on to the body has its body very intelligent, and it holds on to a lot. And I think it's really important for us to you know, remember our, um, our hunter gatherer history, our genetic history, and remember that our connection to nature is so much more powerful than we can comprehend. And that our bodies are so much more intelligent than we can ever understand. And it knows your body knows what to do. And you just need to step out of the way. And so for me, it was just getting rid of stuff that I just didn't need anymore. And normally I I know pretty much like, oh, that was like, you know, something that this person said to me or, you know, this was like, you know, something that that hurt me with my mom or something like that. But this way, I actually just didn't have any idea like what was happening. And I was just accepting that this is, I wasn't scared, you know, I was just accepting. And there were a lot of other people having crazy experiences too. And And I remember going up to you afterward, I was just like, Dude, I just have to, I just want to meet you, introduce myself, because I got to tell you, like, what I just experienced was on par with a night in the Amazon jungle uh, with indigenous shaman, because there are people screaming, there's people purging shit, like, it was so intense, and it felt like we were in ceremony in a hut in the middle of the Amazon jungle. And I just like wanted to share that with you. And I think you really appreciate it. Oh, I really, really, really appreciated it. Yeah. It it meant so much to me actually to to receive that from you. I'm so grateful that you shared that. Um, Yeah. Golly. It's the body. just, is so fascinating to what we hold on to. And we don't even know 
we don't even know. Like, we could go right now, like, as much work as I've done and you've done, we could probably go into a full-on breath work right now and go to a whole other level of, of purging and releasing and connecting deeper to the cosmos. And, I mean, so that's the beautiful thing about the healing journey is in this this soul journey is we just have these experiences and then we integrate and then we have these experiences and we integrate and it just keeps going and going and going. So what, um, like after you had that experience, because you're already so conscious and connected to your spirit and, um, you know, you're very aware, right? Like you're, you're aware, conscious dude that, that is observant of all things, I feel like. Um, so after that, how did you feel? What was it like? And what, what were you, because right now specifically, you feel like you're going through like, almost it feels like, like an initiation of sorts, you know? I mean, you're really in the middle of, of an initiation for your, for your soul, for your healing um, abilities, your healing gifts. And, and so now it's just you're you navigating through like you're in a sweet spot of really deepening into understanding you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what? Tell me more about this journey of like of right here, right now of like what oh, you're yeah. going through in the thick of it. Well, basically, <laughs> I'm learning that there's way more to the world than um, I ever thought possible. And um, it's a little frightening, but the I I think I am in the middle of um, an initiation, and I've been studying a lot about shamanism and various cultures in the world. And it's very common for um, shaman or healer medicine people to to have these um, initiation experiences where they either get sick or they have a near death experience that is supposed to be an initiation into their gifts. Um, and I, my journey is really interesting because, uh, first of all, my 33rd year was the most difficult year of my life for a couple reasons. And I did have a near death experience where I flipped the, the van that I was living in. Um, and that was a very important part of my initiation. And we could talk about that if you want to, but I'd love to, because the synchronicities of it all is just like, What? I mean, it's so divinely orchestrated. Ah, it's so good. Yeah, and but but really, that's the the larger piece is a, is about the the girl that I met um, when I was making the film <clears throat> because um, one of the things that I learned about her when I was getting to know her was um, that she has these health challenges and. Um, that was difficult for me at first because she has some scarring and you know I didn't really want she's missing an organ basically that was surgically removed and I didn't really want to be with somebody like that and I didn't uh, the scarring like you know made me uncomfortable but I fell in love with her I fell in love with her because the time we spent we had like half a dozen dates before anything happened and the time we spent together was just like I enjoyed talking to her so much and I enjoyed my time with her so much and we had so much in common and she was into the same type of, you know, spiritual conscious stuff. And, um, I fell in love with her and, um, I, she got sick very 
quickly after we met, we had only known each other for about six months before she became extremely ill. And um, she had to have uh, an emergency surgery to fix uh, the things that she was struggling with. And that was really hard for me. I basically had to become her caretaker. I was taking care of her. She, she couldn't do anything. She lost a bunch of weight. She was unrecognizable. She, there was no romance. You know, she split her time between the bed and the toilet. And um, I had to do everything for her. And you know, our relationship turned from girlfriend, boyfriend to caretaker, patient. And um, it was not the same relationship and she wasn't the same person. But that was, for some reason, my presence was activating something in her because this happened to her when she was much younger and she's had complications because of the surgery she had that went wrong. And for some reason she was waiting for her heal her healing to really start. Um, and I think she was waiting for me. Yeah. And so my presence was activating the sickness in her it was the sickness was really the beginning of her healing, but also her presence was activating my um, healing gifts as well. And it's it's been a really long and arduous journey, but it's part of what I've been told is it's part of my coming fully into my healing gifts. And like I said, I've been studying shamanism and for many cultures all over the world, and this is like a very common thing for for for. Uh, this is a very common thing to happen for shamans when they, when they're first, um, it's like shaman school. And I've actually had dreams about being in shaman school and like graduating from shaman school and like this is very strange stuff, but it's, it, it is like basically a school for shamanism. And as I am seeing her heal and holding her hand, going along this healing journey of hers, I'm learning a lot about healing in general um and you know uh, like uh gain you know gaining tools for my tool bag and cool little tricks and um you know routines and um powerful um experiences to to for for my own healing gifts to be able to share with other people for whenever, whatever happened, whatever I'm going to end up doing, you know, yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I've been learning a lot about healing in general, just from seeing her go through her experience. And it's been very healing for me too. I've been going through a lot of healing. So yeah. that's about to happen too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, looking and hearing your story, I mean, this is, this is the, like a soul contract playing out in full force, you know, like I, I can see it so clearly. It's like, Oh, of course y'all have a contract with each other to, to heal and to go through everything that you're going through right now. And I remember when you first came here for, when we did a one-on-one, um, it was like, what, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember you saying, it's just so interesting that I fell in love with a sick woman, you know? And um, and I just remember hearing, you know, you saying that, like, that's that stayed with me. And I was like, interesting. Okay. Um, so, so then, so you're living your life, you're doing your thing, you're, y'all are going through all this 
stuff together. I mean, y'all are really in the thick of trying to find um, the right doctors and everything because y'all, she is definitely in the thick of it and you are, you are her person very much so. Um, and then she came, which she wasn't at the one, the first one with you, right? But she was at the second one with you. And this yeah. was the one that we did with Alex, the the sound bath, yeah. which was total badass. Um, that was so he, we're referring to Alex. How do you say um, blue? Blue, yeah. <laughs> I'm great with last names. All right, Alex. <laughs> I'll call him Alex, and he is an incredible sound healer. Yeah. I mean, he is. He was at that first class. That's when I met him. And he had a very profound experience. And, and then he was like, hey, do you want to host something together? And I was like, hell yeah. And we did. Um, this was like back in um, September, I think, we did a class together. And it was awesome. We're actually doing another one in December together. But he, no, so we did that class together. You came to that class. And this was at Full Circle in Atlanta. Yeah, so the second group um, breathwork session that I experienced with you was, um, I mean, they're all they're all great. Uh, and at that one, yeah, that was the one with Alex doing sound, yeah. um, doing a sound immersion simultaneously while Vaughn is doing breathwork. And I, what I experienced in that one was um, actually had a healing with my dad. My dad's having. Uh, has been having heart issues and um he actually had a heart surgery the same day that amy my girlfriend had her um gastrointestinal surgery and which is like kind of crazy that they're both having surgery on the same day but um he had been struck he had two procedures they didn't really work you know the medications that they were giving him which he didn't want to take weren't doing anything and like one of the side effects is heart failure it's like why would you give me heart medication where one of the side effects is heart failure and he's not into medicine anyways but he was really struggling also emotionally with having heart issues because we come from northern italy like our bloodline is like so healthy so strong especially when it comes to, to the heart but he did a lot of drugs when he was younger um, speed specifically and apparently that messes with your heart and can cause heart issues you know down the line so that's what we think happened um, and uh, I had this healing with him most of the time when I do breath work with you for some reason I'm actually I do s stuff on myself first and then I'm kind of like okay I feel good now but it's an hour and a half you know so for the first half hour I'm doing my own stuff but then I'm told to do work remotely on people. That's usually what happens to me in my group sessions with you. And um, that session, I was told to do remote work on my dad. Yeah. I was like, all right. So, cool. so I started, um, you know, just basically scanning, just imagining him floating above me and like scanning his body. And, yeah. you know, obviously his heart is the thing that is needs some, some work. And I was able to get a black piece of tissue is like a very light black satin, you know, or velvet cloth to come off of his heart and just sort of like float in the air. And I was like, great, like I did something. I don't know what I did, but I did it. And uh, and then it was towards the end of the session because that took me a while to get that thing off. And then you started ending 
the session. And so this black cloth was like coming down and it was coming down towards me. And I was like, oh, what do I do with this? Like, I don't know what to do with this, you know, this energy. <laughs> yeah. And then it started going into my chest, oh, into no. my heart because it came off of his heart. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't, that's not what I want. I don't know, uh, what should I do? And, but then I was like, you know what, at least it's off his, like, I'm pretty confident about my heart. I'm sure I can deal with whatever this energy is. At least it's off his heart. Um, and uh, I had to call him, like, immediately after that session because, um, you know, wh whenever I am in contact with someone remotely, I just, you know, I, there's sometimes some emotional transference and I just yeah. felt like worry. I felt like something might be wrong. So I called him. He was doing okay, but he had just done, he chants every morning as part of his Japanese Buddhist practice. And he had just had an experience where he met death and um, like the Grim Reaper, but, but death was like this like hot half naked woman. Sweet. And he, he told me that he had a sexual experience with death in his, in his chanting. That's one <laughs> way to like, do it. Oh, I guess that's cool. I guess. So like he was actually like doing well, which was good to hear. Um, and ever after he was having a lot of problems before that, but then after ever since that experience, he hadn't had any further heart issues. So perhaps oh it's timing, you know, but perhaps like something was actually happening. Wow. Who knows for sure. But regardless, the fact is that he was pretty much perfectly fine after that. And yeah. he did have another heart procedure where I went to Texas to be with him during that heart procedure because I wasn't able to be with him with his first surgery. Mm -hmm. um, and that was an interesting experience because regardless of whether I like actually took anything out of his body remotely, like yeah. who cares if that actually right. happened or not. But the point is I was healing. Um, not only was I healing my vision of him even if it was just happening in my body i was healing my vision of him and and therefore healing my relationship with him we have a good relationship but there's you know it's still family right. there's still challenges Always, yeah so the next time i saw him my energy was different towards him and because my energy was different towards him something was able to come out of him in our interactions you know i was able to actually able to get out like that he was really struggling emotionally with his heart stuff and he was like scared and you know he was he was he was he's always been such a strong confident man and this was the first time i've ever seen him like really struggling with something and also facing his own mortality like that's got to be difficult for you know he's in his 70s he's getting old but he's like super healthy and he's not you know he's not ready to go yet you know yeah. so because my energy was different towards him his energy shifted in general. So something did leave him, whether or not it was the actual black cloth that I saw during that session, eventually something did leave him and the second heart procedure went very well. Um, and he didn't have any further heart issues after that. So maybe it was just timing, Beautiful. maybe I actually did something, but I don't think it really matters. The point yeah. is, He's better. Yeah. Something, you know? something, shifted, something shifted, something changed, and it's all for the better. Yeah. For, for him, for you, um, for ge generationally, like, hello, this is generational healing in, in action. So that's awesome. So was, how, was your heart okay, like, after you took on that? Yeah, I was, I had some, I have... Ever since my dad has been having heart problems, I have been also experiencing heart palpitations. Mm -hmm. 
um, which is not something that I normally, I like have a heart murmur every once in a while. It's part of my mom's side of the family. It, you know, it's totally normal and it's like healthy, like it, mm. millions of Americans experience this, but, um, I have been experiencing heart palpitations and after that thing landed on my heart, I was having like, it just didn't feel well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had any like heart issues, but I just wasn't feeling well. And then my girlfriend and I went down to Florida for a trip and we, um, oh. We were we did some kayaking on some crystal springs, and we did a little psilocybin ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this experience where I was floating down, um, you know, communing with psilocybin. Uh, so I was in an altered state, floating down this absolutely incredibly gorgeous crystal clear river, with the birds chirping and there's tons of turtles and fish and the sun was shining on me. And I sort of just like lost consciousness for a second and I stopped paddling and my boat started turning like the wrong direction and I started floating backwards. And then the sun was revealed through the trees and I could like straight on me and I could feel the warmth of the sun. And then all of a sudden I just felt this actual physical thing come off my heart and my chest and I saw it just float up into the air and and leave my body and I realized in that moment like oh that's the thing yeah that I got off my dad two weeks ago wow I could just I knew you immediately just knew it. yeah and then after that I felt great so oh my god it was just that's I, so I freaking knew cool. that I was too much of a light being for it to really impact you too yes much, stay yeah. on stay in me or or bother me I was perfectly confident in my own ability and I knew that my my vibration was just too high for it to stay in me. Right. If, if it was really something that went into my body. Yeah. And then two weeks later, it, you know, I saw that it left. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So then y'all are trucking along and doing your thing. And then you came to a third class. Yeah. And we're back in Alpharetta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the third class was another great one, too. Um, in that class, I actually did a healing with my mom. Uh, and in the middle of the class, um, one of the songs that you played was like this, this really beautiful feminine uh, song. And I remember just like turning over and weeping. And I didn't know why I was weeping, but I felt like I was mourning the loss of the divine feminine because... Uh, my girlfriend Amy's um, brother had just committed suicide, and um, he's not a woman or anything, but you know it's it's on her mom's side, and because of that, she had this really intense sort of breakup with her mom because uh, her mom just couldn't deal with that experience, and she just basically attacked Amy, and <clears throat> it was not a good thing that happened. Um, and I was like mourning that, and I was also mourning. So I was mourning her loss of her mom. I was also mourning my mom's uh, loss of her uh, daughter um, because my sister has been, because of COVID, she's just been having some challenges and she sort of stopped talking to the family a little bit. And um, I, was, I was mourning my mom's, just the, the pain my mom has dealt with her whole life because we, I used to not have a good relationship with her and now she's having like not so great of a relationship with her daughter and i just felt and she has been kind of treated like crap by her brother's 
um, cause she's a woman and, you know, just growing up in, in this, uh, you know, Texas, a very Orthodox Christian Texas family. And I was just, I felt like I was mourning the, the pain of the divine or the loss of the divine feminine in general. And I was like, um, I was just weeping for my mom's pain. And then I was told to do remote work on her. And I scanned her body, found a growth on her adrenal glands, which is just like a, a, it's a, it's a benign tumor. So it's like not any worry. She also had some lung stuff cause she's a worrier and traditional Chinese medicine, the um, emotion of worry uh, manifest in the lungs. And we were just starting the fall season, which is also the season of the lungs. So I thought maybe, you know, she was going to have some struggles this fall season or maybe she was going to get sick or something. Um, but then the big thing was I saw in her heart, this, this big black mass and, um, I couldn't like, first of all, there's this big heart wall around her heart and I first couldn't get into it. And I realized like I had to like get a tool and like chisel, like dig into her heart and then just pry her heart open so that I could get in there. And inside, I just kept pulling out this giant black mass, like, you know, like shoveling out this big, um, you know, shovel filled black, it was like black dirt, it was like muddy, like gross, almost like oil, like just black darkness. And it just kept coming more and more and more and more until finally, um, that was all gone and I sort of like sewed her heart back up and I just like held her and hugged her heart for a really, really long time. And I just, in that moment, again, regardless of whether I was actually doing something to her physical body from, you know, thousands of miles away, she's on the other yeah. side of the continent. Um, regardless if I was actually doing anything like that, I, for the first time I felt and was became aware of all of the pain and the struggle that she has gone through with the people that she loves, with her family members, including myself. We didn't have a good relationship when I was a child. And, you know, since then we have healed our relationship and now we have a great relationship. But it was the first time I could actually feel the pain that she's gone through, especially dealing with my sister right now. Like she's really struggling with like not having much contact yeah. with her. Um, because, you know, as a mom, like, She's told me so many times, like, I live for my children. Like, you guys are the most important things to me in my life. So I couldn't imagine how she would feel if if I still didn't have a good relationship with her and her relationship with her daughter was suffering too. I couldn't imagine how she, she would be feeling right now. So I'm so grateful that we were able to heal our relationship so that I could, at least she's got me. At least we have a good relationship. I talk to her frequently. Um... Because if she didn't have us, I don't know what she yeah. would have to live for. Yeah. You know, she's been through so much pain with her other family members. Yeah. So that was the uh, that was the 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 third um, group breathwork session that I had with you. And again, another powerful yeah session. I remember autumn. You were like, I just can't wait to leave here and call my mom. And and that is just you know. Energy, wow. I mean, even though, like you said, she's on the other side of the continent, 
energetically you were able to connect to her and feel her pain, heal her heart, pour into her. And on some level that shifted so much. And, and she probably doesn't even realize it like at the time what was happening, but then people, it, it their energy changes. And so that's when all of a sudden you get to wake up the next day and be like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better today. And then all of a sudden she gets a call from you and all of a sudden everything's like, oh, life is actually really good. You know, like that is just so beautiful and that is, it is the power of, of working in the cosmos energetically. It is just, it's, you just don't know the impact that you're making. You know, when, when we say, oh, I'm sending you lots of healing and prayers. I mean, like literally if you sit with the intention to send healing and prayers, it is being received. Like the, the collective shift and change that happens is insane. Um, so I'm just, first of all, want to honor you for, for allowing yourself because this is new to you. Like you, you are new to understanding your healing gifts. So this is you surrendering into it, not understanding. Like you are, you're seeing all these visions and doing all these things and they might not make sense to you fully, but you're like, I'm doing it. I'm trusting it. And, and that's the thing. That's what I just teach and preach. It's like, we have to just be open to receive what it, what it is there because we don't know. We're being guided as to what, what is possible and what's next for us. So I just really honor you for not questioning it and just really surrendering into all of your experiences with a, a full open heart with no judgment. Thank you. That's impressive. Thank it's you. really impressive. Yeah, it hasn't been easy. Um, I think I remember sharing it's when I was first introduced to this world, it was really hard for me to accept. And it felt like, um, it felt like honestly, I was being shown a door. Um, and walking through that door was realizing, oh man, the world is nothing like what I thought it was. And everything, like I'm a very logical person. I took both years of AP Calc when I was in high school. Like by the time I got to college, there was no more math for me to take. I was like that much into math. Uh, and I'm a very logical person. I'm very strict and disciplined with my time and my schedule. And like, just that's the way I think. Yeah. So being introduced to this world and realizing like, whoa, none of that's actually like real. Like what's real is actually there's this whole other existence that I didn't even know was there was terrifying to me I, I felt like a child I felt like I had to relearn everything and also I felt like really scared because this was a world that like I've had experiences where like dark energies have, have attacked me and attached themselves to my body and like it's it's scary like it's dangerous you know and um, it was terrifying to, to be introduced to this world that's first of all it's totally foreign and alien it made no sense logically and, yeah and secondly right. could actually hurt you yeah you know it's dangerous yeah um that was terrifying so uh it's it's really difficult to and i'm not saying for everybody listening i'm not saying that this is going to be your experience but this has just been my experience um but it has been really challenging to 
learn to protect myself and learn that I am safe and just to trust and, and accept that these things are happening and just trust everything's going to be fine. I feel really ill right now, yeah. but that's just because I'm going through this You're thing. You're going through it. And I'm going to exactly. be fine. Like, it's not going to last long. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these these tools are, are really valuable to, yeah. to have in life in general, not just in, you know, like trying to heal yourself or trying to heal other people in life in general. These yeah. tools are really important, valuable to have, like acceptance, trust. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, acceptance, trust, I think, are the yeah. most important. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so a couple things. I remember after that third session is when you were like, I'm ready for a one-on-one with you. Because we had been texting yeah. back and forth as like, I'm ready, I'm ready, but the timing was not right. And then finally you're like, all right, let's book it right now. Yeah. So we went ahead and booked that. And then I think I probably saw you like a couple weeks after that maybe. But I want to go back to the masculine and feminine energies really quick because, you know, the way you were talking about growing up, like very logically, very structured and organized, and that is such masculine energy. That is on your right side. That is the go, 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 the do, 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 the give, 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 um, all, all the structure, right? And then the fem- feminine energy is on the left side, and that's more about the ease and the flow and the receiving and just the playfulness and silliness and the creative energy. And and so because you had been so dominant on your masculine energy of just like structure, structure, and might I add the fact that you are a cancer, which is the most feminine astrological sign there is in my personal opinion i'm a cancer and every cancer i know like we are all about the feminine energy so knowing that you are a cancer knowing that that feminine energy had been suppressed that because we're so emotional like we're so um sensitive and and that part of you that had been like push down, push down for whatever reasons, you know, because of society, right? Like be a man, you, you don't need to feel all this stuff. Um, because it had been so stuck inside of you, um, really leaning deeper into allowing that feminine energy to move through you is really what we're working through currently. Uh, I do believe, right? Would you agree? And then after what we experienced with our one-on-one, yeah, I I know that this is what we are meant to be doing right now together is really moving through this divine feminine energy. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I think it's important to just um, make sure we're clear on the terms that these are energies. Energies masculine and feminine doesn't really have to do with gender we're, it's a right. totally yeah. different conversation yep. we're, we're not gonna have but uh i think the universe i think these are just natural energies that balance out the universe yin yang dark white feminine masculine yeah. this duality that 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 we live in is it's totally real but it is just the energies that we all embody even if you're a man or you're a woman you have both uh, feminine energy and masculine energy you might be weighted more in one or more in the other and that's totally fine um, for me I have always been very structured and very disciplined 
and um, very strict with myself. And when I say something, I'm going to do it. Um, and also very action oriented. And I'm always constantly doing so much. And that's part of the reason why I'm where I am in my career because I'm rewarded for those things as a man. I am rewarded for getting shit done, you know, being on time, you know, delivering the thing when I said I was going to deliver it. Um, and uh, I, I am very sensitive and so here's how it shows up in me maybe it's different for the listeners but how those energies show up for me is i am i am a cancer and what i've learned about cancers is that they're very homey they're very nurturing they're very sensitive it's water energy which i've always felt i've always felt very fluid very water energy i've always felt very homey um, and family's always been super important to me so, but I've never had anything to nurture really besides a project. The first, Amy is the first thing that I've ever had to like really nurture. So, so the way it shows up for me is um, with my creativity and uh, managing these creative projects. My like daily practice is being creative, coming up with ideas, telling stories. How would this part of the story feel? It's a very, uh, it's a very emotion oriented work that I do um, and I don't ever feel like I have had a chance to actually uh, you know lean more into my feminine side um, Amy is the first real thing that I, I mean I used to have a cat yeah that I took care of but I was like and I love that cat like I was she was like my partner in crime but you know Amy's like the first real thing that I've been really challenged by in terms of like you need to be more nurturing you need to be more caring she's always telling me like i need you to be more gentle with me i need you she's very fragile uh, partly because she's experienced so much medical trauma yeah. and you know she's she's in this healing process right now and that's been a huge learning experience for me um, and i've had to grow a lot and i th i don't think i've been doing a very good job but I know that I have still been changing. Um, so that's how those energies show up for me. It doesn't mean that I'm like learning that I'm like attracted to men or okay, yeah. you know, <laughs> that I'm like, I want to like bake stuff or like whatever, yeah. you know, connotations that, or stereotypes you think might come with those. That's just how it shows up for, for me. Yeah. Um, and I have been told by more than one practitioner that my, my left um, feminine side has been blocked and that it's time for me to learn how to lean more into that mm -hmm. which is somehow connected to the activation of of my gifts that's what i'm yes. receiving lately so you hit the nail on the head uh and i think you're you're absolutely right with that balance of masculine energy within my own being yeah. within yeah. my own vessel yeah yeah i'm fascinated with masculine and feminine energies um uh, my next podcast will be about my own healing of my masculine because I, that is where I am completely weak. I, I mean, like, I have no structure. I have no organization. Like, I am the complete opposite of you. I am so heavy to a fault on my feminine energy that my masculine is like, hello, can we please do something over here? It's a, it's a blessing it, and a curse. It is. It, it is, is what and, it is. And it's understanding and finding that 
Well, it, I was going to say it's about the balance, but it's also about literally allowing that energy to move through you, allowing it. Because I have that masculine energy. I just have chosen yeah. not to embody it for so long because it was like so shoved down, like in a place of like, I, mm-hmm. I don't need that. So, um, so then we had our one-on-one and that was so epic. So awesome. Um, I, like I said, I just love it when, when people show up to the space and they're ready to play. It's like, I don't know what needs to happen, you know, because I don't know. I never know what's going to happen. My client usually doesn't know what is going to happen. You know, they just know is that intuitive nudge. It is like, I need to move through something. So let's let's play. And so you're like my favorite person, you know, that shows up in this place. Like, let's just see what happens. And and we did. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that was a pretty wild experience. Yeah. Um, just for all your listeners, uh, you know, I have to just give a shout out to Vaughn and, and recommend her services because she's an incredibly powerful and gifted healer. Um, and I recognize that immediately. That's why I knew I have to have a one-on-one with her. And, you know, the timing is always divine. Everything happens exactly as it should is what I believe. And the timing was perfect for this. We had to wait for this moment because it needed to happen at this time in my journey um, for this information to be revealed. And, uh, but basically what happened was, um, we only did breath work for like maybe five minutes (laughs) and then you immediately just, I thought it was cool. I didn't know that you were a massage practitioner. So like your strength is actually for me is being able to sense energies that are manifest in the physical body with your hands and you go straight to that. Yeah. And so you very quickly found a spot on like my back or something that led you down to my left glute. Like to me, it was like inside my hip joint Mm -hmm. and you just started working on that specific spot. Like you were face down, like some, like somehow one thing led to another, you were face down. And that's always another thing. I'm like, how do we even get in this position? But yeah, Yeah. you were face down and my elbow was all up in your glute area. Yeah. Just massaging, manipulating, like moving the muscle, moving through the muscle, finding what I describe as, you know, those, um, we have uh, like muscular trigger points. Like if you hold that pressure and then the muscle releases, well, our energy has the same thing. Like we have these energy wads and it's like intuitively, I know how to get to that wad of energy. And then the more pressure we hold on it, it's like a trigger point and then it, it, I'm holding it until it releases that I'm like moving it and manipulating and we're working through the layers and then finally it's like ah, and it releases yeah I would say that happened like five different times <laughs> yeah. in the same spot uh, you just kept working on the same spot and it just seemed to me like I don't even know how long it must have been like an hour and a half you were working on that one spot but we just kept going through layers and layers and layers of just stuff and for some reason i don't know why it was that spot exactly but what i was experiencing was uh it was definitely painful but it was more emotional than painful and first i think i was like screaming um 
you know, just in agony. And then I was like crying and apologizing. I don't even know who I was apologizing to. And then another layer of like just anger. I was just like, so like, I was like punching the ground and just like cursing and just so much hate, hatred and anger. Again, I don't know what it was directed towards. Um, and then another like layer of like crying uh, and just like, just sorrow, just feeling sorry. And then the last, I think there were like five different layers. The last layer uh, and you kept coming at it from like different angles yeah. and each angle was like a different layer. And it yeah. was like, it was almost as if you were able to pinpoint something that had been stuck and tied into the tissues there that, you know, just by your intention and by um, you seeing it, you know, and touching it was able to release that whatever was stuck there. And then the last layer, um, you said something to me and I couldn't hear what you were saying because I was like sobbing and wailing and I couldn't hear over my own noises. Uh, and But as soon as you started speaking, I just started fucking screaming. Oh my God. Like bloody. That was so beautiful. I love it. I love it. It is because your soul was being free. Your your soul was releasing. It was screaming like yes, yes. This is truth. This is yes, 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 yes. I mean, in the moment, I was screaming and and (laughs) just bloody murder. Like it was. it, It was like. I don't even know what it was. It it to me it just felt like purging trauma and I don't think it was trauma from this lifetime. I think mm-hmm. it was actually a past life for sure. And um but I was screaming like a woman and I was screaming like I felt like feminine like it was a feminine wound for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Um and again I don't even know what you said but you know I just started screaming over and over and over and over again like so loud I've never screamed like this before I've never like felt the urge to even scream I don't I don't have those feelings um and it was so intense and then we I think we got rid of all of it and there was like no more and I think we just both just collapsed on the mm-hmm. ground like oh my god oh my god what just happened Oh my God, like we were both just exhausted because this, uh, this energy transference is normally pretty physically exhausting. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, later on I asked you like, what did you say? Like, I didn't even hear what you said, but my body was reacting yeah. to, to your, uh, it seemed like you were witnessing or recognizing something decoded in that energy yeah. that my vessel couldn't handle. And as soon as you shine shown a light on it 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 escaped it like couldn't it couldn't live in my body anymore it just left and i asked you what did you say and you said i said okay so this was really interesting for me because i don't usually receive like i'll feel i will feel things like and i'm like this is the truth this is what i'm feeling but this was such a clear message when I was really, when we were like the height of when I was at that trigger point of that energetic wad. And it was like just this poof of information saying that 
Amy was your mom in a past lifetime and you were a sick child and she sacrificed herself to take care of you and now you have to sacrifice yourself to take care of her boom and I was like what and so I basically said all that like in that moment and it's I can't believe you couldn't hear it you know that you had that release without even hearing what I said but your body knew and it was just like this way like as soon as I said it and it was just like cool it just came to me like a like and then I said it and then that energy just released from your body and and that's when we collapsed and we were like holy shit wow like what just happened wow 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 and wow (laughs) the information like having that information and choosing to believe that that is true like I'm not gonna make that shit up you know like it was such a profound moment of truth moving through me, a, a transfer of truth. And it's like now it makes so much sense. The karmic soul contract that you and Amy have with each other. Like what? And then going back to you saying, you know, like it's so weird that I fell in love with a sick woman. Like you said that and then fast forward an hour and a half. And it all makes sense. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I when when you said that, and again, I didn't hear what you said, and I had that huge release, and I asked you later. And when you said that, it hit me so hard, and it made so much sense. And I do think it's interesting. Let's let's break down like as to what's actually happening here, because um, I think it's it's really important for us to. If, if we can understand what's actually happening, it's we, we can better use it as a tool and it's much more valuable. Mm-hmm. And this is the way that I think. So for, for me, perhaps normally with you and your clients, you, you, they don't need to know. Mm-hmm. They just need a release or whatever. Yeah. But for me, it's very important for me to know. Um, that's just the way I am. For me to have a conscious understanding. So if you are a channel of light energy if you're a channel of spirit and it's spirit is moving through you this is what all healers say they're not actually healing anybody it's just they're being a conduit for mm-hmm. spirit to do whatever it needs to do to take place in in the in the in the patient yeah. you know for them to have their own experience so if you are just channeling source energy then that was coming through you because that's what I needed to hear mm-hmm. that is what I needed to hear in order to have the shift that I needed to be able to um, have a positive relationship with Amy moving forward because it, it has been very challenging. It's the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, having to take care of someone who's extremely ill that I love and seeing this person, you know, laying on the bathroom floor screaming for half an hour in pain. And there's absolutely nothing that either of us can do to get rid of that pain because it's a, it's a surgery that went wrong inside of her body. There's nothing anybody can do. The only thing that can be done is to put her under, cut her open, and you know, take that thing out. Um, you know, it's been extremely, extremely challenging. So that's what I needed to hear to shift my relationship to her, so that I could show up for her the way she needs it, because uh, it's been very hard, and it's been hard for me to learn to 
to learn that I'm not the only thing in my life. I'm the only thing in the world that, you know, there, there are more important things than me and my own needs. And it's time. I'm always filled up. I'm, my cup's always full. I have these routines that, that really charge me every morning. I have a very strict morning routine. It's part of my life. It's part of my personal practice that always fills me up. And it's time for me to share some of that energy and give back a little bit, you know, and, um, it was really, it's just been hard for me to, to give to Amy in that way. And what you said was what I needed to hear in order for me to have that shift so that I could give back to her in the way that she needed. So, you know, I'm, I'm usually the person what's ever happening in me. I can usually understand what's going on. I have a usually pretty clear also, I sometimes hear voices that, that I receive information that tells me what's happening. Because um, I believe that if you understand what's happening, then it's, it's a much more valuable tool. You know, So I usually know what's going on. You usually don't. And in my experiences with you, most of the time I actually don't know what's happening. But in this instance, you normally don't know what's happening. But in this one instant, you actually had a very clear message of what was happening that needed to be delivered to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just both of our energies. We're co-creating yeah. this experience for my benefit and probably for your benefit too. Oh I think yeah, it's all absolutely for the better. Yeah, it was super um, cool. Wow. So that's what I think happened, and you know, it it just it strongly affirmed, yeah, the soul contract that I have told that I have with Amy that that our souls, you know, came to incarnate during this lifetime for us to have this exchange. Mm -hmm. There are very specific terms of that agreement. I'm supposed to do something, you know, for her and Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to probably receive something in return Mm -hmm. too. Um, And uh, what you said was really affirming Mm -hmm. for that agreement. Um, And also like, what the heck is happening in my body? Like, why is this, what, how is this possible? The, the way that I look at it is, um, first of all, the, the lens through which I see healing is mostly through traditional Chinese medicine, just simply because that's what I'm learning about right now with the film that I'm making. And um, what I've learned with traditional Chinese medicine is that there's a physical body that exists in the physical uh, dimension that we live in. There's also an energetic body or in, in, TCN, in Chinese, they call it the spiritual body that exists in the energetic dimension or spiritual dimension. Um, and those two overlap. Um, and the, the interface between the two is the mind. So in traditional Chinese medicine, we are not one. We are, first of all, we're not really human. We're not physical organic beings. We're actually spirit energy coming from this one source. And this one source is all refracted through the lens that is this physical human body suit that you're wearing during this lifetime. Um, And that's how you're manifest into this physical reality that we're sharing. And um, it's it's our, our consciousness, our being is a trifecta. It's the mind, body, and spirit. They're all connected. They all influence each other. So it's not just one thing or even two things. It's, it's actually multiple things, but that's how they define it. Mind, body, and spirit. So 
<clears throat> whatever happens in the spiritual or energetic dimension manifests in the physical dimension in our physical body and vice versa. They influence each other. So, um, and the way that you access that is through the mind. You can block it by turning on the mind. You can access it by turning off the mind. And when the mind's off, like in meditation, for example, that's when you're able to influence either the spiritual or the, the physical um, that they can communicate. And that's when things are able to move. That's why usually these things happen when you're doing breath work because you're in an altered state of consciousness. Your frontal lobe is turned off and you're able to access other parts of your consciousness, other parts of your mind, your subconscious mind, your unconscious mind. Um, or even platinum medicines. These things usually happen when you're under the influence of psilocybin or ayahuasca, you know, or even LSD, where you're in an altered state of consciousness and you're able to access more information because uh, the frontal lobe actually, what they're finding when they're doing studies with psilocybin is that the frontal lobe actually narrows the focus so that you're actually seeing a very limited there's, there's billions of bits of data that you are receiving all the time. It's just your frontal lobe is processing all that information and focusing on, on a very, very small, I think it's like eight bits out of one billion bits of information that we're actually consciously aware of. So when you're under the influence of psilocybin, what it feels like is like this over, overwhelming, and some people can't handle it because it's like too much information and it's like, People sometimes it's very scary and people have a hard time accepting they're just overwhelmed with you know the colors and the sights and sounds like way too much and it feels like um, you're focusing in more but what's actually happening they're noticing is that the frontal lobe is turning off so that filter is turning off and you're receiving the full breadth of all of the information and that's what's overwhelming um, but if you're able to, you know, just handle that, that energy, then you can sort of surf the wave of that information and be able to interpret different things. So you can receive messages. You're more aware of more things than you normally are. Um, so anyways, the point is that, you know, in this altered state of consciousness is where these things happen normally. And breathwork is one. I'm really surprised that how powerful oxygen is like it you can do you can go to this place without any substances people yeah. like spend thousands of dollars to ingest these substances to go on these journeys when you could do it on your own it's, with breath yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty crazy it's really crazy so when wow. you're doing this work on me um, like i said the physical and the energetic body are overlapping and uh this is what i've learned from traditional chinese medicine the, the physical body hangs on to energies if they're not cleansed properly. And that's what the point of Qigong and Tai Chi and that kind of work, that's the point of that work is to um, make sure the Qi is, the energy is, the Qi is just energy. It's to make sure that Qi is flowing properly and in the right um, order, in the right direction. So there's not, there's not blockages, there's not stagnant Qi. So disease or physical trauma or um, you know, uh, uh, even emotional trauma or an injury, those are all examples of stagnant Qi. It's, it's a point in the body where the energy has been blocked somehow. 
it's like energetic knots and then the, the energy can't flow properly through that area. So when you're able to put your hands on somebody, somehow you access another sense that you have, one of your gifts, where you're able to actually um, feel and go to that area where that blocked chi is and either through massage or through energy work, able to untie those knots so the energy can move again. So what happened in me, what I was experiencing, the way I see it, is you found this blockage in my left hip for whatever reason. It manifested it in, there. Like, yeah, yeah, for whatever reason, it's in that spot. Well, and let's just break that down. It's in your left side because that's your feminine energy. We're talking about the you know feminine energy here with Amy and just all that stuff. And then I'm learning with it being in your hip, that really is where we hold a lot of our past life pain like a lot of our past life like information is in the back because it's behind us right it's in the behind our bodies and so that's our past and and it will manifest in certain parts of your body depending on the situation and everybody's totally different yeah but yeah so wild. i just tore my acl recently and um i what i so i looked it up in traditional Chinese medicine, like, well, what does the knee mean? Like, right. what is what's what is that energetic center in the physical body? The importance of that, and it's all about um, the knees allow you to change direction, and so it's about stubbornness and about acceptance and about if the universe is telling you like, hey, you need to start going in this direction. If you don't listen, your knees will buckle. Yep. And that when I read that, I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. I was having so much trouble going with the fact that like you know amy is sick like i have to go back to georgia and take care of her i was like really not wanting to do that and that's when i hurt my knee and so there the you know that there is a very there's a very intelligent design to our bodies our bodies know so much they're way smarter than us we like to think that with all our advanced technology and stuff we're so smart. Our bodies are the result of billions of years of evolution. It's a very intelligent design. And there's more intelligence in our body than we can possibly understand. So it knows exactly what it's doing. And it's up to us to just like shut up and listen, you know? Yeah. So to your point about like where things manifest specifically in the body, every part of the body has a specific purpose. And in traditional Chinese medicine, um, the what what they teach is that like the number one disease is emotions, mm-hmm. and every organ system is affected by a certain emotion. So if you um, feel too much sorrow, you know it affects your lungs. If you feel too much um, joy and excitement, like thrills, like uh, roller coasters and jumping out of airplanes and stuff, it actually affects your heart. Like my my dad, for instance, like he did a lot of speed, mm-hmm. you know, speed is an upper. It gives you this intense euphoria and joy for long periods of time. It's actually how it, you know, the, tr- the explanation in traditional Chinese medicine is that too much of that will affect your heart. Um, the liver is all about anger, too much anger. That's why alcoholics are such angry people. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there are specific emotions that are that end up manifesting in specific parts of the body and it goes beyond our organs too it's it's our joints our tissues it it can really manifest anywhere in our physical bodies um 
So for me, it was in my left hip for whatever reason, that energy was stuck there. And then also you were able to not only sense that energy and get it out, but you could read the information that was coded in that energy because energy is, you know, it's, it's a specific type of energy. It's a specific flavor, it's a specific frequency. And some people have the ability to not only sense that it's there, but actually um, read the information that's decoded. And for me, for whatever reason, that was information stuck in my left hip from a past life. Yeah. Who knows why or how, like our logical minds are right. too puny to even accept or comprehend that yeah. this is possible. So who actually knows? <laughs> yeah. But for whatever reason, you were not only able to find it and release it, but also decode the the information in that energy yeah and it was exactly what you needed in that time like you wouldn't have received any other information because that's what you needed to receive oh my god yeah so So, fascinating i love it i love it i love it that's just a little breakdown of you know what could have uh, a little explanation of of how we can understand these things because it is yes. hard for our logical yeah. minds to be like well wait a minute how is this right because you can't see energy you can't really sense it i mean we we all can sense electromagnetic energy and mm-hmm. we are electromagnetic beings our brains create electromagnetic impulses which create electromagnetic fields our hearts also beat with electricity mm-hmm. so we have electromagnetic resonance in our body so there are energies and some people can even feel EMF frequencies and stuff like that. So there are energies, even light is a form of energy. Mm-hmm. Like we can see light, so we can sense energies, but you know, science still has not gotten to a point where we can actually capture chi, like lightning in a bottle. Like we haven't gotten to the point where we can really pinpoint and measure it in like specific ways, but mystics for thousands of years have known like well this is the way it is and um we know that's the way it is just because um we sense it and we meditate for hours every day and that's what we're told but um you know so at some point i think our technology will catch up with it but i uh, I agree i think it's happening i mean we're in the middle of it right now we're we're creating a new world i mean we're that's what we're doing right now yeah, I think that we're waking up because uh, there's something, there's a huge consciousness shift happening. Yeah. It's probably because our planet, we are a part of the planet, so, you know, whatever the planet's going to experience, yeah. we're going to experience. Mother Earth is definitely ready to evolve, and and we're, <laughs> we got to go, too. Like, we're part of that evolution. I mean, we're, it's just, it's such a potent time to be alive. It's so exciting. It yeah. really is. It's so fascinating and exciting and we're just learning something new every day and and i do believe that that's in the evolution is is learning the expansion just the overall understanding of there are no limits to what we can understand and know and learn um well i am so excited to just that we are together in this lifetime and we're connected right now because I know we're supposed to be and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen next for you as you lean more and more into your 
um, creative energy that happens to be your feminine energy, your creativity, your, your softness, your ease, your flow, your playfulness, like really allowing more of that, the nurturing to move through you. I know it's going to impact everything that you do, your, your work, the, what you create, your document, your, your documentations, <laughs> your films, your everything. It's going to, oh, it's just, it's exciting. Like you are such a change maker and you are so wise and you're so wonderful. And I just am thrilled to be along this journey with you. So honored. So thank you, Nick, for sharing your story with us today. And, oh, I just, we'll have to do like a follow up and like, a year or something and see what's new yeah thank you for your kind words it's an honor to share my story and i'm also super grateful to have met you and that our paths have have crossed and i know there's gonna be a lot more cool stuff to come from this yes absolutely all right well thank you everyone for listening and nick has a book and I just want to touch on this really quick about your book is about your travels and the van. But the ending of your book was kind of like a question mark, right? Like it didn't yeah. really have like a legitimate ending in the book. And you've already said you're going to have to go back and like re-edit it or have a another, um, what do you call it? Like a... This is a new edition. A new edition, yeah. Um, because... What happened with the van is just a huge part of of the ending of that era. So that is just super cool, fascinating, just more confirmation of how everything is so connected. Oh. Yeah, you want me to tell the story real quick? Yeah, I tell the story really quick. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, I, I lived in a van for three years and um, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, I had a lot of cool stories because I was living so in the moment and um, trusting my intuition and um, I put a lot of those stories because I'm a storyteller into a book and but it didn't really have an end the, the, the story ended in the book it ended with like 2020 because for me 2020 was the best year of my life like I know like like basically the world was on fire and yeah. all kinds of shit was going down but for some reason, like I was, you know, uh, editing this film, I was making a lot of money. I was like living on the beach. It was just, it was a beautiful, wonderful time for me. Um, but the van adventure wasn't done yet. It really ended in Georgia. And uh, what happened was when I first came back to Georgia uh, to take care of Amy for my birthday, uh, my friend Alex took me on a camping trip. And um, basically, the van, it's a contractor's van, so it doesn't do well off-road, and it had just rained a lot, and the ground wasn't, like, um, just couldn't support, like, a big vehicle like that, and it's not four-wheel drive. So I've gotten stuck in the mud a lot, um, so I'm, I'm very familiar with how poor it is at handling uh, the dirt, and um, I, you know, I basically just got too close to the edge and um the the weight of the van the the hill the the road crumbled under the weight of the van because it was on a hill and it was on a cliff and i fell over the cliff oh my God. and the van flipped 
And um, I wasn't wearing my seatbelt because we had just looked at a campsite and we were just going down the road to look at the next campsite. And I was thrown out of the, the driver's seat, hit the passenger side, and I actually don't have memory of what happened in those moments because I've hit my head pretty hard probably got a concussion. But um, the fortunately, there was a tree that stopped me from going down the rest of the cliff um, because it, the bottom was a river. And uh, I was going to basically flip all the way down and might have even uh, landed upside down and crushed myself or just gotten stuck in the river and drowned. Um, this is a lot of bad things could happen. There was in front of this tree, there were small trees that wouldn't have held the weight of the van. Behind this tree were no trees. So the fact that there was one tree right here and that's where I fell, it, it's all divine. It was all meant to happen exactly the way it happened. And I couldn't, you know, all I could remember is being upside down and like, waking up on the side of the van and just like jumping up and I was like standing on the window. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like what just happened? And there's like water running cause my water tank had been damaged and it was upside down. So there was water streaming everywhere. And I knew that my body probably wasn't in a good place, but I didn't have time to worry about that in the moment. I just had to get everything out of the, as much as out of the van as I could. And uh, so I, got my camping stuff and my personal stuff and you know pushed it up out the top uh, the driver's side window climbed on top of the van and then I had to climb up back up the cliff to get all my stuff up there and then that's when I Alex found me and poor Alex was probably like what is happening yeah the look on his face he was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and he was just like freaking out and I was like dude hey listen Everything's okay. I'm fine. Obviously, the van is not, but right now is not a time to panic. And so I think seeing me calm, yeah. you know, he wow. was a really good manager of his own energy. But he's the one who actually said, like, dude, you could have died. Like, how is that tree right there? Like, the way it was, like, perfectly balanced in the center of the van and the way it was is just, like, I was so lucky. And he was the one who actually pointed out, like, dude, you almost died. And I wasn't even consciously aware. Right. I was focused on actually like dealing with the situation. And, um, you know, this is a, a good lesson in what to do with trauma because people go to therapy for years because of incidences like this. Or, you know, they have to go to a chiropractor for years because of physical trauma that manifests in their body. And I knew I could sense like there's something wrong with my body, but I'm not when you're when you're in a panic mode and when you're in fight or flight, you don't, you're not fully aware of your body. You're not really in your, you're not really present in your body. Yeah. So I could sense that. I think there's, I feel like there's something wrong, but I don't have time to like deal with it right now. I just got to get all my stuff and, and put it in Alex's car. And then we decided there's no service. We like, we might as well just go chill, make dinner, like just, relax and make sure I'm okay and then we'll deal with the van later we'll just leave it on the cliff yeah <laughs> for now wow uh so we did we we drove and then once we were in his car driving to the next campsite I just everything shut down just oh. just because 
that's what happens when yeah. you're pumping adrenaline. You know, it's it's taxing on your body, and then all of a sudden you have to like go to sleep, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then we got to the campsite. We got all the stuff out, and I was just like, I just need to like go do some work on myself real quick. Like, don't worry about me. I'm just gonna lay here. He's like, Yeah, do whatever you need to do. I'll make dinner. Uh, and I was like, I'm probably gonna like do weird stuff. Just FYI, like, don't worry, I'm fine. And um, I think this is a really good story because not only remember like as part of shamans initiations there these experiences are common but how i dealt with it i think is a is really really important for everybody to understand you have complete control over your body and you can get this trauma out of your body yourself and it's especially important to do it in the moment don't wait and i was like i'm not gonna wait to go see a doctor or you know massage therapist or a chiropractor or whatever like the, I need to act on this now. Um, and I just basically laid down and went into a meditation into my body. And I saw all these alert systems kind of like in the cockpit of a, you know, like a like aircraft. Airplane, yeah. Yeah. Just like warning, 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 system down, boop, boop, boop. Like all these red lights flashing. I was like, oh shit, like I'm not okay. Like something is wrong. So I um, did some breath work and. Uh, it was a specific breath work root sequence that I had just learned like last week. So again, divine timing. Uh, and I went into my own body and I did three rounds of holds. And the first round, I was just like crying and just like getting out this like probably the emotions of like, this was my home. Yeah. You know, like I've, I love this vehicle. Like I've, I've had so many good experiences with it. Like it just like... It fucking sucks like I hate that this happened and then then I was fine and then I did another another um, you know cycle the second hold um, I was just like more crying you know probably like the embarrassment or the you know the uh, you know the emotional impact of like being thrown yeah. you know and hitting the side of the van and um, you know the embarrassment of like we should be camping right now and right, like yeah. how am I going to deal with the get a new car and like what's right. going to happen with my insurance I was like trying to sell the van so I could buy a new car and then um, then I was fine and got that all out and then I did another cycle the third cycle I just fucking screamed like so loud and it wasn't like the screaming that I experienced with in our one-on-one -on -one session, but it was still like crazy loud screaming, and it startled Alex too. Like he he got really scared. And in that moment, I saw this actually a, a being like come c come out of. Me. I, I felt something was in my body, and actually the night before I had a dream. This is really weird. I had a dream that something entered into my body. Uh, and I like was like startled awake and I was like really scared and then like the next day I just like didn't feel very well and then this happened and um, so the third round of my breath work I saw I remembered I had this dream and I realized like oh th there's like some energy in me maybe it has to do with the car accident I have no idea but I just told myself this phrase that I learned from another shaman you are no longer welcome in this vessel like how would you like to be um, taken out and that's when I just started screaming and I saw this energy, this like spirit 
jump out of my body with like these knives and try to attack Alex. Mm. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen. And I just, uh, you know, in the screaming somehow just like detoured it. Yeah. Just pushed it away. Just pushed it away. And, um, then I was fine. I was like perfectly okay. I was like, nothing had ever happened. And I was like normal. So I wonder like, what do you think the connection is between that spirit and the, and the accident? Because to me, like when I hear about the accident, it's like end of an era, you know, like it's time, it's time for the van to go. It's time for that story to end and to begin a new one. Yeah. Is that kind of how you feel about it or? Oh, absolutely. I think part of it was an initiation experience. Part of it was, um, it was the van deciding, I don't want you to sell me. Like, I think the like, dude, the van was being used by like some Latino, um, contractor, like who was the previous owner. Um, and I'm just saying he's Latino cause I saw the person's name. So I'm not like being yeah. prejudiced or whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, I made this construction vehicle into this epic you know, cross country oh, yeah. road trip That's so awesome. thing. And, you know, uh, you know, the, the vehicles do have a consciousness. They are an enclosed system with electricity. Well, and it's got and, your energy all in it, yeah. you know, like that. And I went everywhere is, with is it. Yeah. So we had a very close connection and oftentimes it, it didn't work correctly. And I knew how to like work with it to like, you know, so we had a relationship yeah. and, to me, it was just the van saying like, hey, I don't want you to sell me. Like, this is how I want to go. I want to go on a camping trip where I'm outside, yeah. where I'm doing oh. what you built me to do. And that's how I want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And it was very sad. Like, we, I had to go back to, we actually stayed up till like one in the morning watching the tow trucks lift it out off the cliff wow. and onto the, the bed of the tow truck. Um, and I had to go back to the lot to like get the rest of my stuff out of it later on. And it was just like destroyed and filled with mud because of the, it was like raining super hard. And it was, uh, oh my goodness. it was really sad saying goodbye to it. It was so sad. Oh my God. I cried so hard, but, um, oh, I think it was the perfect so beautiful ending though. to the story. Yeah. And if anything, um, you know, the story didn't really have an ending. It just ended with like 2020. It was like, oh, it's the best year of my life. But it didn't, right. like, I still had the van. I was still traveling yeah. around. And this was the perfect, now I have an because actual the, ending of the, the story. The accident just happened like this summer, right? Like yeah. just a few months ago? Yeah, it was in July. Yeah. My birthday. That was the end of my wow. 33rd year. Holy shit. Okay. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's so freaking good. You can't make this yeah. shit up. But That's amazing. If, That's if, amazing. If anything, I think at the very least, if people can take away from that story, I love stories and I think it's a great story, but I think stories have purpose. And for hundreds of thousands of years as hunter-gatherers, that's how we've taught the next generations by telling stories. Yeah. Um, so I think storytelling is there is a purpose and a meaning behind it. It's not just for our entertainment. I think it's for our learning. And I think it's a great story, but if at the very least people can understand like, look, you you can you can do this work on yourself. You can get this trauma, even from a car accident, you can yeah. get this trauma out of your body yourself. That's a really powerful lesson. And if that was my initiation into shamanism, 
like that's a really that's a really great tool to share with people mm-hmm. that this is how I dealt with it from the tools that I learned and you can do the same exact thing and after like I said afterwards I felt totally fine I was like normal we were like hanging out laughing and like dude I can't believe this happened you know yeah, and we, wow. then we did a drum circle and playing our drums in the middle of the forest and um I did that's when I was finally able to see like oh my left my right hip is impacted because I landed on my right side which is which tweaked my left hip I could feel that my right shoulder was messed up because I landed on that shoulder and I had a I had a, a my the right side of my head was like bruised and like sore because I hit my head and that's why I can't remember what happened because I was actually able to go back into my body and get all that energy out and then I can actually communicate with my body and see like, oh yeah, my body is a little tweaked. So the next day I went to a very talented massage practitioner who just do 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 like yeah. fucking fixed everything. Yeah. And then I was totally fine as if nothing ever that happened. That is incredible. Wow. What an amazing story. Yeah. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for your wisdom beautiful thank you for the opportunity to share um i'm going to make sure i have your book linked in the comments in the yeah. in the thingy in the bio show and your document your documentary how, how do you say it why can i not say that documentary film yeah this um i will have those linked in there as well so everyone can check you out and just get to know you well i feel like they know you pretty good now but like really connect with you on an even deeper level so yeah 70 miles per hour is the title of the book um and it's uh was the number one uh on amazon for new and noteworthy in the travel section which was kind of cool i have no idea how that happened so cool so but stay tuned for a new edition to come with the new ending and the film that we were talking about earlier is whole body prayer it's going to be out in april i think um on like itunes google and Mm. amazon it's called whole body prayer whole body prayer i love that and you can see the story about this qigong master and his particular posture that has um many people have used there's about 50 testimonials that he has of stage four cancer patients who healed their cancer just Mm. through this one modality oh i can't wait to watch that so that's That's where you can find those things and thank you for your service in getting that work out so that more people i mean that's if there's 50 so far you know who knows how many this film will impact that that's how many more cancer stories that we'll be able to add to that. That's incredible. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Vaughn, for your time. It was a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All right. Bye. I am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram, so come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.